five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hello, hello, welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I'm counting down a hypothetical countdown of when things will be announced. Sean, it's anniversary week. It's 25th anniversary week. Woo! Big deal. Big. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it won't be a big deal for Pokemon. Maybe they're just going to... You know, let it go, slide under the radar, being like, well, we can't supply product anyway, so we're just going to kill. We're just going <laughs> to... I mean, I, Shining Fate's already released. I like, mean... What is, Pokemon, what is Pokemon going to do for the trading card game now? I, uh, th- you're right. The, the 25th anniversary product is kind of already out. That We have Shining yeah. Fates, and, it, you know, either you got it or you didn't. And if you didn't, then, uh, you know, I, I guess you lose. <laughs> I will say, though, I opened up some Shining Fate, Sean. Holy cow, it's beautiful. Oh, man. I am I have three tins, two Pikachu V-boxes, and one ETB that I'm going to open at some point, but I still have not opened them. They're just sitting on my desk waiting. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. My ETB, aside from the EV promo, had seven hits in it. I, saw I, I have this conspiracy theory. No, this is no lie. I have this conspiracy theory that all of like like Shining Fates has a higher hit rate than all the other sets. Like Hidden Fates. I mean, Hidden Fates felt really good though. Like I, I'm remembering back to like when I opened that, I felt like the hit rates were really high for that. You know, it, like not necessarily the uh, V, like the uh, the GX Shinies, but like. A shiny was like one in every three packs, one in every four packs, maybe. Yeah, but I got seven, I seven hits in these nuts. three, and then I got I got three other hits in my Cramorant hit. And That's, I don't think I've seen an ETB that has less than five hits. I mean, I'm very excited. It makes me want to open. I actually have two ETBs, but I'm going to keep one sealed. But it makes me want to open that second one. I think you should open it right now on the pod. <laughs> You think? Oh God, that would be such an underwhelming experience for everybody. Just hearing rapper and just hearing me describe what I get—the worst pack opening ever. I mean, I know my like my opening itself is such a small sample size, but I mean, people people post their stuff all the time, and I haven't seen—I have not seen an ETB have less than five hits. I'm I'm not kidding. Like maybe that's just. Um, skewed because people who get super bad hits that are not they don't like post. live they don't post it in terms of shame but i just man it made me so happy because i remember when hidden fates came out and i bought an etb for 75 dollars and i uh i got no hits oh 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 no or like literally no hits and this was from an lgs too so this is completely legit like yeah yeah but that yeah, like, I could. This was from my shop, it, and it was it was just a heartbreaker. And I came into Shining Fates, and I was like, man, if I get if I get like two hits, I'll be astounded. And I got seven, and I about like cried. I pulled a full <laughs> art supporter too. I got Dad Bod Rose. You know, I I will say I, I hope the pull rates are higher out of this because that also means that singles prices will come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, like actual. People, I think a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, um, just wait, there'll be more product. And that's true. I don't, I do think that paying triple MSRP is a bit wild for a set that has just announced, uh, just released. But 
Uh, I do think the set will always be above MSRP. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, Hidden Fates was always above MSRP. Yeah, it's just a good set. I think get used to, like, you know, just to accept the fact that Shining Fates will be probably 50% above MSRP to double MSRP. And if you can find it at that price and you can afford it, like, that's probably as good as you're going to get. But, um, but you know, if you're not somebody who really wants to open everything and you just have specific cards or whatever that you want to buy, if the pull rates are higher, that just means sit back and just kind of chill for, like, a few weeks. Let those... Because I remember Hidden Fates product. Like, obviously, there's been the boom in Pokemon since then, and so everything mm-hmm. has gone through the through the roof. But, like, Hidden Fates Shiny, like, it was pretty hype at the time, but you could get, you know, regular Shinies... Uh, and some of the GX shinies for just like sometimes three, five bucks, ten bucks for a GX shiny, and those are now like five times that price. And and that was a hype set at the time. So I very much would expect like give it a couple weeks, the market gets flooded, and then you could probably pick up some of your favorite stuff. Ball guy is a twenty dollar card. <laughs> I'm thinking by the weekend. It's going to be a, like around 15 bucks. I'm excited. I think the full art trainers too. Like there's a few in the set, but it's such a small set. And that full art trainer, does the shiny occupy the reverse slot? Um, yes. Okay. The full art supporters are not part of the shiny vault. They're part of the actual set. And what that means is because the actual set is so small and this happened with hidden fates too you pull a lot more of the full art supporters or mm-hmm. all the other like really nice cards in like in terms of ratios because there's just fewer cards to take up those slots. And so, yeah, the full art ball guy, all those cards, because they're not in the shiny vault, I think you're going to end up seeing a lot more of them. And yeah, just just chill for like a week or two and then it'll come down. Crobat V less than seven dollars oh my god and the actual shiny hasn't even come out yet the shiny box i mean it's it's kind of really really great about all this because i mean this is i don't i tweeted this i don't know this might be this like are we just sad or is this the actual like set that we needed for everyone who got to open it up you know, I, I, it felt like hmm. such a breath of fresh air and it felt so fun and wonderful, Sean. <laughs> I think if you can, it was definitely better than Champion's Path. Champion's Path was both hard to get and trash. Oh my God, Champion's Path was terrible. But like, I, I think it's a great set. I just wish there was, you know, it, it's a thing where like if there was product everywhere, maybe you nobody would be that excited about it because it would just be it'd be everywhere and it wouldn't feel special, but mm-hmm. I think it's at the other end of that, ex- of that spectrum where it's just so hard to get that even if it is a fun set to open, very few people are going to get that experience. Um, only people who have exorbitant amounts of money, you know, or people who are so deep into the hobby that they know to pre-order four months in advance or whatever. And like that, so that cuts out a massive amount of people who would experience this and enjoy it. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's where it's just an unfortunate time for Pokemon is it's like you have this amazing product that is just not going to get 
experienced by a wide range of people. And, you know, it's sad. But, you know, I guess for anybody listening to this pod, you're in that biased category of people who probably will get to open a few packs. I mean, I would love, I would love, you know, to to see anybody else's polls. If you if you got an ETB or you got a tin, let us know what a let me know really what you opened and then uh and then show off your show off your polls. I'd love to because I really want to see I really want to know what the heck the hit rates are because it I know my ETB was good, but I, I feel like looking on social media that's been good everywhere. You know, and I mean, this is not a topic we were planning on covering. We'll, we'll get into our topics in a second, but I will say, uh, low key, if you're a player, uh, I would, I think, start buying now singles. I'm just gonna say it. Um, Zashian V is like a two dollar card right now, IRL apparently. Yep, I mean, like if you've been out of the out of the game IRL, which most of us have. Uh, and if you have not been buying lots of packs or buying singles this whole time, I actually think, you know, now is a great time to buy in at least to the products that are not max rarity. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a terrible time for max rarity products, uh, like gold cards or like full art. So many. Yeah. Like full art boss or like any of the full art supporters. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a good time to buy in, but Every other car, like if you just want to buy playables that are not max rarity, I think now is like, oh, it's buy now um, because I think that Pokemon in maybe three months, uh, three or four months, the writing will be on the wall to them and they'll be confident about announcing their their next season. Um, and at that point, I think you'll see a huge spike in playables. Um, Zashian V, both the promo and the regular two bucks. Very nice. The Battle Arena decks really lowered that card. I don't think we've talked about it since the Battle Arena deck came out in terms of price point. We just said that it was going to lower. Then Crobat V, the I mentioned that the Shining Fates one was about eight or seven bucks. The Mm -hmm. uh, Darkness of Blaze one is just under thirteen dollars. Like now. what? I mean, I guess to, maybe if you're a master set collector, you're you care about the difference, but otherwise, it's like, why? Why is one? It's literally more? the same card. It is. It's just it's a different set. Does it even have a different set symbol on the bottom? Or yeah, do you- it does. That's the only difference is the set symbol. Actually, does and number. You know what's actually interesting though, and this was something Wasi talked about. We're rambling now. We'll get into the actual topic, but Wasi did mention that. Um, some of the Shining Fates cards have a uh, at the bottom an E marker instead of a D because I think future um, rotations, the next rotation will probably, it won't be labeled as Sword and Shield on. It will be labeled as Block D onwards. So all Isn't cards... Isn't that what Japan does? That's Yeah, that's what Japan is going to do. And that's why all of our cards now have that letter on the bottom um, because it's just simpler for anybody playing the game to be like oh what is standard oh standard is d onwards as opposed to like team up and you're like well okay i know what team up is but like what's the logo for that what comes after team up and like it's all confusing um as somebody what what letters have the e there are apparently i think it's either in shining fates or it's in battle styles it's got to be in battle styles because shining fates both the shiny ball and the regular has um d well it 
yeah, I don't know what set it comes in, but there is a set that's mixed. D and E. Like most There's of the cards a set are D. That's mixed. That's no, I I kind of think that's dumb. Well, th- but that's the thing, right? Like they're but the, I guess Pokemon now can do that, right? They can yeah, actually you're able to do that now that you have the letterings. But yes. So it's dumb. I mean, it might be dumb, but I I think that there is a set. I don't know if it's this or or Battle Styles where there is a, a few cards that are in E block, which I mean, yes, that will be legal for D block onwards, but. Um, I, my guess is that even though Crobats has a different set symbol, that it doesn't matter to Pokemon anymore because it'll still say D. Mm-hmm. So. Anywho, Jake, do you want to get me off my ramble and get us into the topics? So we got a couple things. I'm I'm pretty okay to be honest. Um, that the ramble was going on because th- like our conversations today could go really fast. They could go slow you never know so i'm i'm glad sean added a little bit of beef we do have a five star review coming in from word word 87 best pokemon tcg podcast end quote that's it that's the whole that's the whole stuff i love it i mean i love it short sweet to the point like i said the other week with another review short sweet to the point Love it. Thank you so much, Wirt87, whoever you are. Appreciate your uh, your kind words. That's 21 reviews. Sean and I will be uh, doing the 25 here once we hit 20. Do we want to um, do we want to set a date limit on the 25? Because I I mean, eventually, Sean, <laughs> I mean, we'll I, hit 25. Uh, I would hope. I guess the question is, Jake, are you? Do you want to do these video podcasts at some point, no matter what? And the 25 is just the thing that kicks it off. Or do you actually want it to be something that needs to be earned? You know, honestly, like with the amount of time that I have in a day, Sean, and the amount of time that you have in a day, I would kind of want it to be earned. Okay. (laughs) Not going to lie. How about um, by the time Battle Styles comes out? Okay, so like four episodes. Yeah, you have you have until the nineteenth of March, or whatever the episode that we record right after that is. You have the, until the episode that happens after the recording. Uh, or I after mean, after the release, the release. Uh, after the official after the release. official release. Now I'm not talking about build and battle. Um, yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out a day early, Sean. I, I yeah, and that that we gets can us talk to, about that. But whoa. So you have until the release of Battle Styles. Everybody listening, if you want video versions of this podcast on YouTube, on I'm pretty sure Jake's channel, yeah. then five star review it. Five star review. March 23rd is your deadline. All right. Anyways, Sean, we got some things to talk about. I even talked about a little bit. I gave you a little sneak peek. Battle Styles building battle boxes will be available early, early, according to Poke Beach. Coming out on March 5th, a day earlier than usual, TPCI announced. Now, the, the we assume that the building battles will be kind of the same as last time. Your local store will just get them, and then you'll go buy them. You'll have to call in and ask if they're going to get pre-orders. I don't know. Some people may not have even gotten any. But with uh, 
the craze right now and how much money just uh, just uh, Pokemon cards make right now. <laughs> or I guess I should say people think Pokemon cards will make them. You know, I, I'm sure your local game places going to be selling them, whether they get them on time or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they're going to sell the build and battle kits um, and the promos, the promos are particularly good. Uh, oh, yeah. Jake, do you want to go through the the four promos? And I think these were actually secretly confirmed. Um, I, there was some, I don't know, like there was some other news article or something that somebody like saw that these were, oh, they were listed as like promos on like a Pokemon website or something like that for like I legality. Think, yeah, I think so. But they're listed as, uh, they were listed in terms of their names. We don't know, like you can't look at their arts or anything like that, but we know sure. that they're alternate art versions as usual pre-release promos are, Sean. Yes. But we don't know those yet. We just know which ones they are. And uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, so here we go. Yes, go for it. Cherim is the first one, the 80 HP grass Pokemon with the ability uh, Spring Bloom. We've talked we've talked about all these cards with the battle style set list. Um, but this is the one with the ability of moving grass energy to one of your Pokemon that doesn't have a rule box. So single prizes. Yeah, single prizes. So Maractus, when Joe from Omnipoke said or Joe or Jack, I don't remember which one. I think it was just Omnipoke on Facebook. They were like Maractus and Cherim does a bajillion damage. And everybody freaked out for three hours. <laughs> I mean, I also say Cartana and Cherim. Yeah, Sean's uh, Sean's welder deck. <laughs> Wasn't that part of your like takedown Eternatus series? I I don't think I did that deck. I don't remember though. But um, but yeah, like I think Cartana is a good one. I played around with that when they first released Twin Energy. Because, like, Cartana yeah. also can take advantage of twins. So, but, like, you still needed two attachments in a turn to get it off, and one of those attachments had to be grass. So it's like, it was kind of always awkward. Like, oh, do I play twin? Or do I go welder for two, attach? Now, it's just a stage one. You don't even need Rillaboom. Just get a stage one, and you don't even have to have all the grass. You can still play four twin energies, right? So, not bad. And Turfield is a fantastic stadium, by oh, the way. It's, it's so good for this. Yeah. You don't even just have for that. Like grass like, Pokemon in general. Like, I mean, especially because what's grass's viability, Rillaboom and Cherim. Yeah. And, and like you think about, um, oh, whatchamacallit, like Frostmoth in water decks, right? Yeah. Like Frostmoth also just a stage one. Now it can attach to two and three prizer Pokemon, which is a benefit, but. You know, Frostmoth doesn't have something like a Turfield. So you still, like, whenever I play a Frostmoth deck, half the, the struggle is finding the freaking Frostmoth, right? And now you have, not only do you have Turfield for the Cherim, you could throw in level balls and grab the Cherim. It's just disgusting. Yeah, the Cherim is 80 HP. Yeah. So uh, this Cherim is definitely, I think, honestly, every single promo in this is I think genuinely playable. And and that's like I think so too. I think this is the first time where I would be happy to get any of these promos. But let's talk about the second promo, Sean, because people have all we only told people about the first one. 
Bronzong with the ability Metal Trans. It's uh, Wash, or it's it's Weavile's ability, Weavile Jax's ability on Bronzong with Metal Energy. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, And it's only on a one prizer, so at least with Weavile GX, it's like, oh, if you can take out the Weavile GX, you not only stop the moving energy, but you get two prizes. Well, with this, you're stopping the moving the energy, but you're wasting all of your attack on a single prize, which feels much worse. Exactly. Plus, you can play that flexibility. You could play like a 1-1 a, a one, one yeah. split of the Fire Blocker Broadsong. Oh, that's a great point, honestly. Yeah, like you could, it makes playing the Broadsong line doubly good now yeah i mean i think this is uh i think this is something that you do in luke metal to be honest yeah i mean you definitely play this in luke metal because there's a supporter card that lets you heal all damage from a from your pokemon but you obviously have to discard all the energy but you just mm-hmm. i'm just gonna move that energy off heal all the damage move it right back on <laughs> Yeah, it's like a really, really good late game method that turns you into a stall deck. But one of the things that might not make you a stall deck is Houndoom. Houndoom, single strike Houndoom with single strike roar. Search for a single strike energy, attach it to a single strike Pokemon, shovel the deck. If you attach the energy to a Pokemon, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. I mean, another... I mean, no, it's just, it's another great, it's another great promo card. I mean, like this, this is, I think definitely going in single strike Urshifu decks. It's going in Primeape a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the number of single strike attackers is more limited. So I, I do think that in terms of the, this promo compared to the chairman, the Bronzong, i I maybe would rank this a little lower on the promo scale because it currently has such a limited use. Like it's very specific decks, but yeah, but we, we, I guess this is our, is this our assumption that we, that there's going to be another single strike rapid strike list uh, yeah, or set. I think we can confirm that there will be more single strike and rapid strike because they're, they've been announced and are not in battle styles. Okay. So, but I mean, like the yeah, that's the thing. This card may not be good right away, but it may not. It be it may be more niche right away. But I think it's going within time. With time, young Padawan. Yes, exactly. You know, another card with I'm just kidding. This one will probably be pretty decent out of the gates. Octillery Rapid Strike with Rapid Strike Search. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for a Rapid Strike card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Shuffle your deck. Mm. Pog. All, all four of these promos I would say right now and the benefit here is these build and battle kits should not be as crazy as the vivid voltage ones because you don't um, there's no promo Charizard that's true no amazing well no there will be amazing rares in this right no the amazing Maybe. rares are in shining no. fates so wait are we Wait, are we out of Amazing Rares? Which yeah. ones am I trying to think? Oh, no. yeah, we are, because both Ky- Kyogre, Reshiram, and Evatol were in Shining Fates. Exactly. So this so set, cut up. Yeah, this set, comparatively, I think this will be... Uh, I like it as a player. I don't think it will be as collectible of a set. Um, 
you know, you might have, I think some of the full arts could be, you know, very valuable, but the build and battle kits should be much more uh, manageable price-wise. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to have limited distribution as you always do. So that that could keep those prices inflated. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking to get my hands on a few more of these than I did of the Vivid Voltage ones. I mean, I'm probably just going to get one. <laughs> you're like, all right, nah, I'll just get one. I'm looking at my bank account and I'm like, I'm probably <laughs> just going to get one, especially because John, can can I can I mention the mm-hmm. birds? You can mention the burbs. Oh my gosh, especially because in Japan on March 19th, a new set has been revealed, Matchless Fighters, and there's three birds that are all getting V-cards in this set, Galarian Articuno, Galarian Zapdos, and Galarian Moltres. They're not that bad, Sean. No, I mean, they're like the, uh, what was it, the Zapdos in particular? That's yeah, the fighting so the type, right? Galarian Zapdos, 200, 200 HP fighting Pokemon, has the ability Fighting Instinct. For each V Pokemon your opponent has in play, this Pokemon's attack costs colorless less. So one colorless less. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. I don't know if we have something like that right now in the format. I don't think so. Yeah, like the idea of like a your attack costs less depending on what your opponent has on board. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Think of something like that, yeah. But let's get into the attack. Fighting, colorless, colorless, colorless. So one fighting, three colorless. With the format right now, Crobat, I would be, this would be cool if it said for each Pokemon with a rule box that your opponent has in play. Oh, yeah, that would break expanded, though. That would, yeah, that would, that would kind of break expanded. But I think for, okay, yeah, never mind. That would break expanded. <laughs> Thunderclap kick 170 damage for doing damage. Discard a special energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. Not only are you doing 170 damage to almost one fighting energy, I would say, you're discarding a special energy. You could definitely play this in that melodic, like, welder counter deck thing. Oh, my, uh, yeah, I mean, like the, uh, in ditto box ditto box as well yeah because you think about it right like you just throw down a ditto you see that you're playing eternatus uh you may not even need to play uh, the energy on board right like if you even if you have it in hand don't even play the energy and just know that eternatus they may not know exactly what you're playing Mm -hmm. and they do their eternatus thing right they play one eternatus maybe one on the bench and a crowbat all of a sudden that's three so now it's just one energy and then you just go, all right, I'll get a burb in the trash. Let's switch the burb with the ditto, attach an energy. Goodbye, Eternatus. Bop! 340 damage with the weakness. Absolutely throwing it out the window. I like this card a lot. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's a shame that it didn't come like three months early. It's a shame it's not coming in battle styles. Because yeah. like Pikaram would get clapped. Eternatus would get clapped. Like this is colossal. Like this is better than colossal. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's better. I. It's tough because like obviously it can't. It does cap out at one seventy. So like in against like Eternatus, it's amazing. Uh, but against everything else, like it's a two prizer that's probably getting knocked out, and it only does one seventy. That eh, it's not Cram as good. only does one seventy. Who does? Cram. Uh, Cram oh, V. Oh, well, yeah, but it can do bench snipe, right? And, yeah. And this Boston one can. Lysander exists. 
that's true. That's true. You could you could play this like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that. But I mean, I guess a lot of Pokemon do 170, and if you just add boss with it, it's fine. I agree with you, though. I think as long as um, fighting weak Pokemon exist in the in the meta, which I think they will for a while, because look, Electric type seems to always have at least one deck running around that's good, mm-hmm. and Darkness feels like the majority of Darkness decks right now are fighting weak, and um, until like you know Darkness gets completely run out of the meta, which I I don't know if it will. Um, yeah, I could very much see this just being, you know, a, a card that you throw in as like maybe a one of just because you can also do 170 for one energy, which is <laughs> wild. One dark Pokemon, though, Sean, that's going to have a grass weakness because it is actually a flying type as well. So I don't know. I don't know how they decide whether a Pokemon has X or Y weakness. I thought this would have like, I don't know lightning weakness or i don't even know but anyways galarian moltres v the dark pokemon 220 hp the ability bolstered wings once during your turn you may attach a dark energy from your discard pile to this pokemon can't you more use more than one bolstered wings ability per turn so you can't have four birds on the bench getting four energies every single turn the attack dark dark colorless for 190 30 damage to itself and it's uh, it's fine it's yeah. fine. But you think about like a Weavile, you think about um Eternatus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energy switches in the format. Like this is not a horrible thing going on right here. Yeah, I would agree, right? Like in terms of like to your point, it energy switch in an Eternatus build, it definitely makes any sort of like crushing hammer counters to Eternatus that much worse. Like you hammer and then they throw down this V. They need more Vs on their bench, more Pokemon on their bench anyways to power up their attack. So it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, you grab that energy back, you attach and you energy switch. And yeah, I, I could very much see that. And, you know, between this, Cherim, um, Houndoom, and the way that Rapid Strike works with like a two energy for one attachment, I think that this might be running Crushing Hammer. I could see this running Crushing Hammer out of the meta. Um, Please. I mean, look, I'm just saying, right? Like we've been living in a world since Darkness Ablaze, I want to say, where you have these massive VMAXs that only require two energy, but there's not really good energy acceleration for those decks anymore. Like... You know, it, it, it August rolled around and now Dragapult lost Malamar. So now it's just mm-hmm. two attachments. Eternatus, no, nobody plays it with Weavile. So Eternatus is also sitting there with just two manual attachments, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even even like, you know, I guess Colossal doesn't really matter. But, but like those are just two examples of decks that are pretty good and they require single attachments. ADP, you can, you can shenanigans your way around it, but like it's awkward. Um, so I, I do think though that like if Psychic were to get any sort of spiritual successor to Malamar or just some energy acceleration, now I think you have energy acceleration for dark, grass, um, fire, uh, I guess fighting technically, if you really want to count the baby. I mean, as long as Pika Rom's around, Lightning's got 
heck in acceleration like crazy. Yeah. So like, I think, you know, this starts to put a, a dent in the idea that Crushing Hammer is actually <laughs> good, which always questionable. There's one more bird, Sean Galarian Arcticuno V, a psychic Pokemon 210 HP with the, with the ability Psychic Construct. Once during your turn, you may discard two cards from your hand. If you do, draw one card. The attack, Psychic Colorless Colorless, Psychic Beam, 110 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. This is the worst one of the three, in my opinion. The only, there's only one concept that I could see using this in. And to me, there's got to be a card or a deck that really wants to discard. Uh, it's Mad Party. I mean, Mad Party uh, wants to discard, but this feels like a terrible way to do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it does. Why would you want to put the two prizer in? Exactly. Like, you just discard your Mad Partiers from the uh, Pulte guys. You get one discard for two cards off right. Pulte guys, but you get two discard for one card off Articuno. So that's, that's kind of why I'm thinking to myself... Maybe if there is a deck, either a psychic type deck in the future that has some benefit related to discard, or maybe, you know, you think about the the mustard cards, right? Mm -hmm. um, that you it has to be the last card in your hand. There could be a world in which, you know, you build your deck around extra discarding via, you know, bench sitters like this. Um, maybe there's a supporter that comes out in the future. So I could see there being, you know, if there's a, you know, I think Malamar, this is actually good in expanded for Malamar potentially um, for any deck that uses Malamar because you, you know, you can discard two energies and then just get them right back with Malamar. Yeah. And then there's, there's attaching them. <laughs> they yeah. go from your hand to attachment, some form or fashion. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if expanded needs that if psychic needs that, but to me, I don't that's, think Malamar is too popular and expanded really no. at all. But to me, like that's too slow. That's the concept, at least. Like if I look at this card, I, say, I think to myself, I think the designers were thinking about this card as having synergy with with a card we haven't seen yet that needs this discard. So, I like these cards. I think they're cool. I want a box on March nineteenth of Matchless Fighters. Although, I got to be careful with. Shining Fates and Battle Styles and, <laughs> and Digimon get more just Japanese cards because they're cool. And, and don't forget Digimon, Jake. Oh my god, I opened up. We didn't even talk about Digimon. I opened up my starter decks and Sean still hasn't played with me yet. I'm sorry. Sad. I'm sorry. No, um, it's okay. We're man, we're both so busy right now, but I've I've shuffled. I've I downloaded the uh the Digimon app. Yeah. So I've been been playing a little bit and then pretty it's pretty i like the digimon card game different it is very different but yeah that's more money more money coming up march yeah March. Exact i'm not same going time. to try to spend uh i'm just probably gonna stick to like theme decks for now <laughs> that's <laughs> and fine. buying like a booster box for fun well do you want to move on to what is going on in the meta right now i know we haven't we haven't talked a ton about the meta the last few weeks but i think there's actual potential changes uh small but 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 they exist um and these changes i'm talking about are a few of the new decks and archetypes that are coming out and having some early success with shining fates uh, there's been a couple tournaments already that have shining fates being legal two hegsters and uh shoot what was this sunday oh 
Oh, jeez, burp. Sunday open. <laughs> yeah. And then there's actually the Hexter. Yeah, the Hexter right now is one of the two. There's one going on as we speak. Mm-hmm. So and just... it's... I mean, I personally... I don't see much of it really being affected. There's just one new cheeky deck that's come out in the in the weeds, Sean. Mm-hmm. It is Crobat VMAX. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Crobat VMAX like stall pretty much. Um it so I got to take a look at these lists. Uh, let's see the Crobat VMAX list. So I'm just looking at the one from the Sunday Open that was, what was it, top five? Yes. It was fifth. Yes, fifth. This was, I think this was like the first tournament. So it's No, a, this yeah. was the second because um, the Hexer on Friday was the first. But it's Crobat a, VMAX, for those of you that don't remember, it's got a fighting weakness, 300 HP, three prizer, dark Pokemon, dark colorless stealth poison. Does 70 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now poison. Twitch this Pokemon with one of your benched Pokemon. So the idea of this deck list that Darren Jacquez, hopefully I said your name right, friend. <laughs> Might just concept be Darren of this Jack. idea, to my understanding, is to go into, like use Stealth Poison to go into a Altaria. Altaria, right? That's just a big blocker. We know with Decidueye how good that just straight up walls can be because Decidueye is actually winning some events right now. Yeah. Doing really, really well. Or going into something like a polka doll. So that is that is the you kind of just run your opponent out of boss and then boom. And, but, and yeah, you need just like it's like a poison wall. It's like a hit and run wall deck that's like it's cool. It's got a poison element to it, which I like. Um it's got a thick pokemon up front <laughs> yeah so it can't it can't be one shot it's got to take more hits you know being colossal unless it's doing its main attack can't knock it out in one shot i will say i'm a little surprised let's see the other deck list because there's another one yeah there's basically the exact same deck is being run oh there's one with dust island so if you don't know what dust island is that means if your opponent dust switches. island is like a no-brainer yeah yeah it's a good stadium to play in this deck so I'm looking at uh, Fernando Cifuentes right now in Hexter. It is not, I will say, the Hexter event is getting walloped. It is <laughs> one eight and one right now in Hexter. Uh, but the one card I'm not seeing in any of these lists, which is a little like, I don't know, maybe there's a reason for it, but I feel like Galarian Weezing, Galarian Weezing, because it shuts off all other abilities. I think that's a nasty combination that at least is worth playing around with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, the problem with Galarian Weezing, it has a three retreat cost. So, uh, you know, y- it's not like you can constantly pivot in and out of it every turn. Yeah, it's um, not like it's air balloonable, like the Choo Choo or the Bolton, you know, yeah. or Zacian. And like Hide Dark doesn't work on it, right? Because it's, it's not a basic. Uh, or is, would Hide Dark work on it? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, it's a dark Pokemon, because it works on a turn since VMAX. All right, well, there you go. Honestly, there you go. I guess maybe hammers and other energy removals might make it awkward, but I think that, um, I, I don't know. I think giving a Crobat VMAX wheezing build, I do, I, I understand the concept of, like, 
you hit, you run, you go into a balloonable Altaria or Polka Doll or whatever. Um, and if your opponent just doesn't play cards that can hit through those, then to your point, Jake, you run them out of bosses and then it's, and then you just win. Uh, yeah, you just you just hold up. But I think that this is more play aroundable as a strategy. Like the deck that I think that you think would struggle a lot against this might be ADP. Well, they could just play Age of Slash. And, mm-hmm. you know, the decks that you end up actually beating with this, like maybe you beat Pikaram with this strategy. Um, well, okay, but so people play fewer Pikaram decks and people play more Scorch decks and you just get burned quite literally by Volcanion. So I think this one, you kind of, it plays into a metagame that's not ready for it, but then the second people know it's a thing to watch out for, then the decks that do play towards that just end up crushing it. So I will say, though, Hegster 3 that happened on Friday, the first one with uh, Shining Fates Legal. Pikaram, 10 of the top 20 spots, including number 1, number 2, number 4, number 6. Gross. Just disgusting. Urshifu can't come fast enough. <laughs> so, like, it's it's... It's whatever. And then Pikaram in the Sunday Open. First, third, tenth. It definitely didn't dominate as much as it did in the uh in the Hegster, even being one of the most popular decks. But uh something interesting to note, Sean. Mm-hmm. Zashi and ADP coming in the third best deck in or the third favorite deck in the Sunday Open. Only eleven people playing it. But uh, Hegster 3, Zashi and ADP, 26 players, 17% of the meta, 10 more than any other deck. Pikaram, the third favorite deck. So uh, despite the big winnings of Pikaram going whoop, shooting back down. I'm wondering. Very interesting. I'm like, oh, I guess the extra prize cards just feel so good, right? So you, you play them. Um, what's with the uh, what's that item called, Sean? That got printed. That's, that's the thing, right? Trash. Like, I think the rusty sword, the rusted sword, because another deck that did well in the Sunday Open, I think got eighth place, but that I was interested to see how many people would start playing it in ADP um, is that rusted sword, and I think the rusted sword does something that makes the Pikaram matchup against ADP really awkward. Which and is, Luke Metal. And Luke Metal, yeah, yeah. Like, all the matchups, all of a sudden, like, okay, so your Zacian can do 260, which it's like, okay, cool, so, like, Mewtwo and Mew maybe can still survive because you're not playing um, Zigzagoon. And Pikaram, yeah, 260 is bad against Pikaram, but you throw a big charm on, and you're fine. Plus um, the resistance. Exactly. So, like, the 260, that's 240. That knocks out a Pikaram, but it doesn't knock out Choo Choo. It doesn't knock out Choo Choo, and again, the 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 big charm puts it at 270. But all yeah. of a sudden, that extra 30, you go to 290 damage, and even with a big charm now, your Pikaram gets knocked out. So, it's kind of uh, <laughs> disgusting. It really is, and it's so I can see why Like people were like, oh, Rusted Sword is broken. It just is. And I think that is why like people that were going to play ADP are like, wait, you gave me a card that makes that makes it so I can one-shot every tag team almost guaranteed. Like, oh, gross. 
And people are saying, people are saying like, you know, um, tool scrapper is a card in the format. Tool scrapper doesn't matter when it's your opponent's turn. Yeah. You know? I mean, I still think if you played one tool scrapper, it's not the worst thing in the world because... I think you should play a tool scrapper. I think you should because there's just moments where there's probably a couple situations where like the maths escapes you of the big charm or like air balloon is very relevant. I feel like in the format right now yeah, as well. And you know, there's just other like the rusted sword and they, that could swing you as a Luke metal player or a uh, ADP player mm-hmm. in that matchup, whatever side you're on that could swing that matchup pretty well. Well, and you also got to think about how aggressively these decks draw. And like mm-hmm. they can say, oh, I just won't play the rusted sword until it's my turn to attack. But honestly, like, but you know, most of these decks are so turbo that I don't think that you can usually wait. Like, if you had it in hand, turn one, but you're like, I need to find X, Y, and Z, you're just going to attach it and go. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why Tool Scrapper, like, in a slower meta, I think your strategy, Jake, is 100% the way to go. But now, I think people just grip it and rip it. <laughs> rip it and rip it. Beyblade. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's just that's just what people are going to do. So It's uh, really interesting. Uh, Welder Mewtwo and Colossal are the top two decks right now in the Hegster event going on right now. Three rounds in. Mewtwo, Mewtwo is uh, Mewtwo's number one. How is this dang Mewtwo list? I mean, are they running big charms in here? Yeah, there's two big charms in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, two big charms bosses orders of the wazoo welders you know the usual uh, yeah I mean so what what other decks really came out I think if I'm thinking about it so you have, you have turbo Zacian as well but I think Zacian ADP is still just better than turbo Zacian even with rusted sword mm-hmm. um, because I think what happens is yes you don't you don't have a three prizer on the field which can be awkward but it's still three attacks that your opponent has to do to win. And in ADP Zacian, it's the same problem, right? You have an ADP as Zacian and whatever. And you basically have a word. You don't have as good of a matchup with ADP being a non-ADP deck. I don't know. So to me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think Turbo Zacian is not the thing. But the new, the the most recent tournament, there are two decks that I saw that didn't see at least success, um, and I'll be interested to see if they do better. Which is Crobat V Max and Ditto Box, Ditto V Box. So, if you're not familiar with Crobat V Max, what Crobat V Max does is you flip a coin for every um, energy attached to it, and I believe it does what sixty times the amount of damage for each heads. So, and you have triple acceleration in the format. So that's already what 180. It's either 60 or 80 times. Are one you, of the two. Do you mean Cramorant? Cramorant V Max. That's right. A different bird. I that. like knew what you were talking. I knew <laughs> what you were talking about, and it just didn't register the Pokemon. Sorry. Yes, Cramorant V Max. That that's who I'm talking about here. Uh, but yeah, Cramorant V Max currently. What is it? Is it two and one? Let me go back. Um. No, maybe it dropped down. It was one and oh, minute. Maybe it's probably one and two now. But Kramer at VMAX is seeing a little bit of play in Hexter, which I like. And then Ditto Box is two and one. 
So, uh, Jake, it is the broth on Hexer on the one that's going on right now. If you want to take a look at this list. I also it's it's man, I want ditto. I think ditto V is going to be OK. I don't think it's going to be like the bees knees. Like it's not going to be like Zorro, Zorro counter box and expanded. No. And it's not as good as Mewtwo because you still have to leave this pretty vulnerable thing on the field and then switch out of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mewtwo can just kind of change what it does every turn. Yeah. Like what, what happens when you're ditto and you need to get into colossal V max or whatever, and you can't find your colossal V max. Right. Yeah. So ugh, gross. But ditto VMAX is all right. Being able to copy your opponent's move. Yeah. This one doesn't play the... okay, especially in a format with like where you need energy acceleration. It's funny. uh, You talk about that one ADP move, Ultimate Ray. Then (laughs) Yashian has the the thingamadoodah. Is the ditto VMAX uh, all colorless attack cost too? I think so, yeah. So you don't even... You just need to fulfill your requirement. You don't need to fill the other person's, I think. Oh my gosh. Imagine... It's triple colorless, I imagine. I'd have yeah, to look and this you up. just put a triple colorless acceleration on it. You know, because it's an evolution. Honestly, that's a crazy way to power up a um, an amazing box deck. Wait, what? You ultimate if you're playing against ADP, right? Oh, you're saying you triple acceleration onto a Ditto VMAX and then you, you're you facing an ADP deck, so you ultimate ray all your energies that you need on, like, the Yvetal. Yeah, or, like, an yeah whatever amazing rare that you want, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty... Okay, that, I see what you mean now. Oh, I mean, it only works against ADP, but... I mean, ADP is... Yeah, that's true. It's probably 90. I would I didn't I'm not playing the players cup and neither are you, Sean. No, no. But I would imagine that half of your matches are gonna be ADP in the players cup. Or like half of your matches are gonna be on the ladder are gonna be ADP. Yeah. Um I mean the only other deck that I see making a dent in standard right now, and it's minor, but is the amazing rare Reshiram. Uh What's Reshiram. That? what does that do? 240? 270. Right? 270. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made a big deal about it because it knocks out Mewtwo. Yeah. It's a 270 for three energy. Um, I want to say it's like a fire, maybe a lightning, and something else. But definitely one of, I think we talked about this when it was announced. It's probably the easiest one to actually pull off because of the, um, because of the cards in format, right? You have Tapu Koko for the lightning, you have yeah. Welder for the fire, and then you can just attach. Remember so, also that you got the Victini from Unbroken Bonds. That's true. Yeah, you have the Victini. Which, can... uh, just the other day in one of these events, a Victini Galarian, or not Galarian, but Victini Moltres Zapdos Articuno trio came out. Yeah. And did really well. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I just want to talk to the Excadrill player in the, <laughs> uh, in the Sunday Open who went three and one, just like stopped playing. <laughs> he's just it's like three and one and it's like okay i know that this deck will work you know that could be an interesting maybe he is like testing because he made it in players cup and he doesn't want to play the deck too much i'm so. sure like they just had something going on but they just like they lost to Pikaram in the fourth round and then they i guess it was like a rage quit or something <laughs> but i'm like i do i, I always man, wonder like you just had one you had one 
bad game and like there's so much peek around there's so much eternatus like what got out of actually phase one still had a chance to make it out of phase one. Oh wow well i mean i do think that there's there's definitely i haven't heard people ever talk about this but if you wanted to test decks for like bigger competitions like the players cup um mm-hmm. and you want to do it in a tournament setting that would be one way to do it right just play See how the deck does, and then tell yourself, "I'm going to drop after four rounds, no matter what." And then well, even if you go like, four, why rounds, wouldn't you just play the entire, like all of the? If you're testing for like the players' cup, why wouldn't you play the entire way that you could that you get paired? If you like play all the rounds of if, uh, phase one, if you think you're building a deck that has something unique or different, keeping it low profile is what you want, right? Like you need a real competitive setting but you don't want everybody to know or to start thinking about this deck as a real threat. Um, so There's nothing special about the Excadrill deck. Okay, I, no I haven't way. looked at Hold the list, on. but I'm saying like conceptually, if you had a deck, right? Like say you were the amazing rare restaurant player, uh, restaurant player, and you're like, okay, I have a really cool build. I think it can do well. I'll take it to four matches and then I'm going to drop. And maybe you go 4-0, maybe you go 0-4, but you learn something about the deck and then you say, I don't want to end up on top because nobody, like very few people, honestly, probably scroll down to 50th place or 100th place or whatever on these tournaments. Yeah, but you know, though, one of those 50 people is like Celios Network or is somebody that makes deck profiles and they're like, whoa, maybe, maybe and they, they and then they tell everyone. I don't know, maybe, but like, you know, they're going to make deck profiles on every card in the world because we, we all out here for content. But <laughs> I, I, I don't mean, know. I'm just out here to not die. That's my <laughs> goal right now. Well, is there anything else in the meta game that you uh, that caught your fancy, or do you want to do you want to wrap wrap up the pod today with some predictions about Pokemon Week? Shining Fates is a collector set. End of story. <laughs> I mean, Crobat V is cheeky, <laughs> but I don't think it'll survive that long. I think there'll be a few playable cards that come out of this. I think, sure. you know, Ditto, I think, can see some success in some strategies. Um, and then a few of the Amazing Rares are good, and obviously Rusted Sword is tra- is uh, stupid good. <laughs> Freaking Rusted Sword. Anyway, Sean, Pokemon's 25th anniversary is this week. We were told by the Pokemon company, that this would be a week long of announcements, end quote. So uh, today is Monday. They did announce some things not necessarily connected with the 25th anniversary, I would say, but they did announce some things in Go, like Landorus, Thunderous, Tornadus, Therian Forms coming back, which, Sean, probably doesn't really mean much to you at all. No, but I mean, I guess they're starting with like the the property that they have that is popular, but the least like connected to the Pokemon franchise, maybe. Yeah. So nothing major happening yet. I would say nothing major has been announced going into Tuesday, but Mm -hmm. Sean, what is your prediction? It can be major. It could be minor. Well, what, what do you think is coming? I mean, obviously the biggest prediction that's, a done deal is the new games that they'll announce for this year. It's like Gen 3, right? No. Uh, what's the remake that they're doing? 
There, it's not. There, there is no remake announced. Well, that would. I mean, but it's so rumored right now. I think that's. It's so rumored because everybody just wants it, and it's super clicky, clickbaity, and it gets a whole bunch of clicks. It's Diamond and Pearl. I think that's what will be announced. At, I think they that's will what hold the people that. Want sure, but I think they will hold that for the actual 25th anniversary day. Um, it is the 15th anniversary of Diamond and Pearl, believe it or not, Sean. So there you go, right? Like that's that's what I would do. That That's the big, big announcement is like, you know, it's a new game that is going back into the past and like Pokemon, you know, as a franchise is in many ways built off of the idea of the video games. I'm going to counter argument that I think the game is going to be the Johto Let's Go. You think Johto? You think it's going to be, was that, re- Gen 2? Yeah, I think it's going to be a Johto Let's Go because Let's Go was so overwhelmingly popular. Got Pokemon Go having all these celebrations, all these different things. You know, the cool thing about the cool thing about Let's Go was that it had such a connectivity to Go with whether that was um, like being able to use your Pokeball Plus to throw the Pokeballs, you know, having the same like sort of catching mechanic, being able to connect the two games mm-hmm. and bring Pokemon in through that way, um, I think was really, really cool. And I mean, I loved Let's Go. I loved it. I was skeptical before its release when I was looking at the trailer and stuff. But then after my brother who bought it um, had me play, I mean, it's really good. It's really good. And I think I think it was like two years ago that the Pokemon company, like a representative from the Pokemon company said that they weren't they weren't totally on the forefront of a let's go game. But they also said that about DLC in Pokemon games. Yeah. Remember, I never trust what they say to, to you directly unless it's an announcement. Yeah. They also said they also said why would we ever remake Pokemon Snap? Because Pokemon Go can essentially do whatever Pokemon Snap can do. <laughs> and whoa, whoa, whoa. Wouldn't you look at that? We're getting Pokemon Snap here in a couple months. The new Pokemon Snap. I'm sorry. You know, it's a I, great title. I, I will say, if whatever they announce, I do think that we're both in agreement they're announcing another remake of some sort. It's th- going to be a game, Sean, because they release games... I think it's like every year and like so this past year they did dlc which i guess is kind of, it's it's pretty much a game so now they're on track for a new game probably going to be a remake because it's way too early you know your your crown tundra dlc just released a couple months ago why would you announce a new game like a new generation mm-hmm. a new game is fine but a new generation would be a little too much yeah i agree with that so i what i think that will happen is I don't know how many Pokemon are currently playable in Sword and Shield, but I think... There's 290 missing, I think. I think that whatever game they announce will have a, a, a large amount of Pokemon that you can play in that new game that you can't play in Sword and Shield, but part of the announcement will be that you can bring those into Sword and Shield as well. They've had they've had several years to respond to people's feedback about not being able to and look, they've had those years to like they did not respond, Sean. They auto muted <laughs> the term national decks. You know that. Yeah, you know sure. That. But 
I think that they have they've taken it to heart and they brought a lot of legendaries and other Pokemon in, right? And yeah, so like, how do you? Here's my question: How do you follow up? It it would be so hard to follow up, you know, announcing a new game and you just did a DLC where you can catch Lugia, you can catch Yvetal, you can catch Xerneas, you can catch all these legendary Pokemon, and now you're gonna follow it up with you can catch Beedrill, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Whoa, Beedrill! I think that like you can transfer a lot, like all the Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee to Sword and Shield, right? Uh, the Gen One Pokemon. Yeah. So like, I think that if you made a new game, like the idea of like, okay, you get people to pay for Pokemon Home and transfer and all that stuff like that, it just makes sense to keep allowing all of those. If you're running on the same like engine and the same graphics stuff, you just say if there's any new Pokemon in that game that weren't in Sword and Shield, then you can, once you play that, you can now bring them into home and then bring them over to Sword and Shield. That's not a wild concept uh, because it's just, a, it's just a software update, right? I just think something like that doesn't happen until Gen 9, the next generation. But I, I'm not saying every like Pokemon. I just say... Completing the previous generation's missing Pokemon. They basically like rotate the Pokemon. I just, I think what they're doing, because like with, with Sword and Shield, because they were putting everything onto the Switch for the first time, they have to, I think they realize they have to do all the animations in stages. And this to me seems like a product roadmap where it's like, we have Pokemon Sword and Shield, we'll put as many as we can into that and the DLC. And then every time we release another remake or a game, you know, basically the remakes, that basically just adds to the overall decks. And after a while, Every Pokemon that has ever existed will now be in that Dex as we develop and release and get money from new games. That to me is that 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 makes a lot of sense in terms of a development roadmap. I don't see a I don't see a phase where all Pokemon are ever in the same Pokemon game. I don't see it anymore. Oh, I, man. I truly maybe when we get like a five thousand terabyte console well no it's it's not like um whatever a game can encapsulate (laughs) i mean it depends right like i don't know how much of the switch is uh like how much memory you really take up to put in those sprites and um animations but a lot of the sprites and animation are reused from the 3ds sure cleaned up a little bit but i mean you still have to do the clear i just don't know how big the file sizes are on those but anyways um, I don't, I, I don't have any other major predict. I, I want to say there's going to be a big prediction for Pokemon snap. I want to say that there's going to be some announcement. I know they already announced the game, but given that it is only like basically a month and a half away from release, it would make sense to use this as an opportunity to give people more of a look inside and, and, and also show you how Pokemon snap 2021 is new and different because beyond just graphics, I think that there's a lot of potential and people are excited for that. And that is something I, I think that this would be a good time to announce. I think there's only going to be one thing. It's going to be that you can take pictures of shiny Pokemon. Oh, that's nice. I mean, that's fun though. That would be something in my opinion, like, cause I'm, I'm thinking about Pokemon snap. I'm thinking about the original game. I'm thinking about that. It's $60. 
what on earth makes that game $60? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because you think about it, like Pokemon Snap, like you could beat in like eight hours. I, yeah. yeah. And that is, that is non speed run version that is hanging out with friends, taking turns, you know, version. I'm pretty sure what's the speed run record of Pokemon Snap? Oh, Lord, I don't know. Pokemon (laughs) Snap. I'm pretty sure it's like an hour and a half. I I think that, um, I think what makes it 20 minutes, Sean. I think what will make it $60 is if you think about Pokemon Snap conceptually as being like, as having some kindred spirit with Animal Crossing, right? Where there's a reason to jump back on, maybe not every day, but once a week. Um, because, you know, they update different biomes that you... Like seasons? Yeah, you have seasons. You have, like, like in Pokemon Go, like, if I'm the Pokemon company, I take learnings from all that, and I think to myself, yeah, maybe you have, like, this day is shiny day for Charmander or whatever. And, like, you can go in, and maybe you'll find a shiny Charmander only on this day. And other days there's like, okay, now it's going to be the snow. And in the snow, there's different Pokemon that spawn. The same way that they have different Pokemon spawn in Sword and Shield based on weather conditions and time of day. Just bring that into Pokemon Snap. I I just, I still don't see this game being 60 bucks. I won't buy this game on release unless there's something absolutely absurd. I mean, I got to play it for for the memories, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, oh man, it's just tough for me to, like, I, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be exciting. I think people will be really excited about Snap, but I don't see it being $60. I think Mystery Dungeon would be worth more than Snap. Oh, damn. Shot- at this point that we know, I guess. <laughs> shots fired at Pokemon Snap there. <laughs> no, I don't think that shots fired. I mean, think about it. Like, you could beat, I truly think you could beat the original Pokemon Snap in like three hours. I guess as a casual I, player, I think it just yeah, it'll depend it on the perfect snap was the perfect blockbuster game. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the the point that you're making is like uh, that we're in a different era and the game needs to be developed and considered with that in mind mm-hmm. and like and and really take into account the benefits of living in a time when not every piece of information has to be on the cartridge when it ships, and yeah. that uh, that's why I think like. They should be learning from Pokemon Go and Animal Crossing in terms of what Pokemon Snap could be. To me, like if they do that, then like it's a $60 value game for a whole range of people who like want something that isn't about beating the whole game, but it's about like coming back to something every so often and enjoying it because there's something different. That is what makes it a $60 game for me. I did a post on Twitter. I was like, what? What do you think is going to happen this week? Announced for Pokemon anniversary. Wrong answers only. And somebody, <laughs> Bobby Snaps. Uh, I, I love Bobby. Very funny guy. Said it's probably my favorite answer to this date. Said Pokemon Sleep Two will be announced because they slept through the first one. <laughs> because I have not gotten information about the one game that I want. In the last two years, that's Pokemon Sleep. They showed it at the business meeting. Haven't heard a lick about it since. Oh, you know what I will say? Pokemon Unite. They will give you an updated timeline and release day. It may even release on Pokemon Day. 
No, it will not. It will not release. It just came out in beta in what was it, Canada? Oh, did they it? Just like last week or like two weeks ago, oh, just man. rolled out accepting people to do the beta. There's no way that it releases, but we could get a date. Okay. Like a release date. Because to me, like that, to me, that's some that's a game that they are banking on because they they went to an outside development company in Tencent, I think, to build it. And that is a game I think the Pokemon company is looking at and saying, this is our next, you know, mobile Pokemon Go cash cow. You know, I don't yeah. know if it actually will be, but I think to me that's big in their mind. But anyways. I want to play Pokemon uh Unite. I also Sean last night started playing Legends of Runeterra again. Oh, is that that's the card game, right? Yeah, that's uh that's the League of Legends uh card game. Well, Celius, I, I played Luke it will when be it happy like, to first release, but I haven't touched it since. But in an effort to try to dedicate more time to Jake, <laughs> I I re-downloaded uh Runeterra and I, I was playing a little bit of the tutorial stuff last night to try to remember how to play. It's pretty fun if you haven't tried it. I, I have not, but I think if uh, I think that that's gonna wrap us up today. I'm gonna go have dinner now because I I think you have to have dinner too, right? I do. I All have right. to walk to campus in 30 to 40 mile an hour winds in the feels snow, <laughs> 15 miles. Yeah, feels <laughs> feels fun. All right, feels Jake. Fun man. Uh, I will uh, chat with you again next week. Next week, man. We could, uh, man, next week is going to be whack. Anyways, bye. Bye.